right, so Matthew recently celebrated his 40th birthday, and the fun, sexy Bible time tradition is that any sometime around your birthday, you don't have to do anything to plan an episode. <laughs> so I planned this whole episode, and Matthew's going to regret that we started this. No, he won't. You won't. It's great. Okay, first, I have a story, and I've already told you part of the story, but there's more. So, I was in Target. (laughs) Danny and I had a date, and we ended up at Target, you know, because we're old. And (laughs) I, masks are still mandatory here in Orange County, Florida. I had my mask on. I was in the nail polish section, and... This I was like an, on the end cap of an aisle, and this guy tried to get my attention. He was like on the around the corner. He's like, "Excuse me," and I I would say he could not have been more than twenty five years old. Now I know when you get to a certain age, everybody looks really young. <laughs> That's like <laughs> even two years younger than you. Anyways, he was young. Like, Excuse me. And so I thought he wanted help picking out a nail polish for his girlfriend or something. Because I'm a mom, right? <laughs> so he's like, I think you're cute. And I I said, huh? Because <laughs> I'm like, the masks. And he goes, I think you're cute. I think you're pretty. And I said, thank you. <laughs> and walked away. Like the awkward person that I am and the person who has not been approached by a male stranger in public in a decade. (laughs) So I find Danny and well, first I text him. I'm like, I need I need you to come rescue me (laughs) from my own awkwardness. And uh, so I find him and I tell him the story. And he goes, well. You know, that's what happens when you finally get the right size bra. Oh, gosh. (laughs) (laughs) So then, it gets better. The next day, I'm telling my girls this story, because, you know, they're going to get a kick out of this. Uh Mom, you know, being approached by a stranger. I tell them the story. My nine-year-old goes, maybe it was a dare. Oh, no. <laughs> like, she could not possibly conceive that there was a young man in existence who would, of their own free will, say that <laughs> oh, to no. her mother. Oh, no. <laughs> it was great. It was so good. I'm like, thanks. Thanks, Jane. I appreciate it. Oh, man. <laughs> so what, what What was he doing? Like, was he trying to I, pick he, you up? Or he wasn't what? creepy. That's all he said. And then I didn't give him an... I mean, I said thank you and walked away. He wasn't being... He wasn't weird or like... I don't know. He was just trying to pay an old lady a compliment. <laughs> Plot twist, was this the homeschool boy from way back? I I mean, no. (laughs) No. He was too old for that, but... Oh, well. (laughs) 
what <laughs> what could you have said to him like what, other than thank you and walk away like what i don't know you're asking a... you're asking the wrong person okay. what you're supposed to say to a stranger who gives you a compliment like that in public this is what i would have wanted you to say just knowing you I should this have just been like, how old are you? <laughs> no, this is, what, this is what I wish you would have said. I know, right? <laughs> I could never do that. I mean, no, I couldn't. I'd only had one glass of wine at dinner, so. <laughs> All right, listen, are we going to have to turn video off for this, for this episode? Like, will you ever... <laughs> Will you stop making the men stumble, Casey? <laughs> I did have makeup on, which was more than I can say for 99% of the times we record. <laughs> but I also had a mask on. That was the most surprising thing. Like, he had no idea if I had, like, you know, those, <laughs> you know, those, those, like, fake dentures, the Billy Bob. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he had no idea I could have had that. <laughs> Anyways. So did Danny at least leverage this into you letting him buy more cards? <laughs> there were no cards to be had at Target. This is, so. this is true. There really wasn't. On the, uh, on the Fun Sexy Bible Time podcast network, I'm going to be pulling triple duty. I'm going to have, obviously, the flagship duties of FSBT, <laughs> then a, a history podcast with Becca, and then Danny and I will branch out into a podcast on sports cards. <laughs> In addition to great. his, in addition but. to his Haas of Love duties, <laughs> this would be a whole episode on Haas of Love. Oh man, it really would. <laughs> okay, so we have FSBT update number. I don't know five, right? Could you please five sing a theme song six. for us? FSBT update number something. <laughs> thank you you're welcome i would like a different song every every time we do it well it probably will be because i don't remember what i do from time each time i haven't i haven't written the official jingle yet Hmm. (laughs) okay i have three how many of these would you like to read uh just just shoot me the one and i'm gonna i'm gonna give you one of them yeah that's the one i want you to read so i'll do the first one okay Christians lost their minds this weekend over Lil Nas X's new music video and his limited edition Satan-branded Nike Air Max shoes, which come with actual blood in them. Well, most Christians, several worship leaders at Hillsong and Bethel have already copped a pair of the $1,000-plus sneakers. But don't worry, they were probably just gifts. No, come on. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) I would love to see Stephen Furtick in a pair. That's who I should have said. I was like, Carl Lentz, no. He's He's not in the scene anymore. I... I couldn't think of who to actually write about, so. You know Stephen Furtick's already got a pair. (laughs) Okay. They only made 666 pairs, so. Hey, hey, real cute, guys. Uh, I I wasn't outraged by that the first time when it was called Dungeons and Dragons. (laughs) 
Okay. It was recently reported that fewer than 50% of Americans currently have formal church membership, the number falling to an 80-year low. Follow-up polls asked for further information from casual church attenders, and many cited the words of famous Christian tweeter and podcaster Matthew Pierce saying, well, if you're not a member, you can't get in trouble for anything. (laughs) That's true. Wise words to live by. (laughs) I saw the headline and I thought of you immediately. Like, well... It's a loophole. One less person to be the boss of you. <laughs> Am I being detained? This uh, this next one is uh, really stupid. Okay. Do- it doesn't make any sense, but I just wanted to talk about it. A video made its way around the internet of a bear trying repeatedly to get all four cubs across a road. She goes back and forth and eventually gets them all to safety. In other news, Kevin DeYoung has twice that many offspring and apparently doesn't know the difference between laundry detergent and fabric softener. (laughs) Man. I, all day, he, you know, he tweeted this thing about, I tried to help out with the laundry, and did you guys know there was a difference between laundry detergent and fabric softener? So, of course, you know, everybody loses their minds uh-huh. subtweeting it all. It took me all day to figure out who everyone was subtweeting, because it was just, it's not like... Everybody's talking about men doing laundry, and I'm like, "What is going on?" And then I saw it. <laughs> That's such a perfect like microcosm of Twitter of Christian Twitter because he may have even just done that as a joke. Like he may have actually known the difference between it. It may have just been a joke, uh huh, or a and social so, experiment. <laughs> yeah, like he might have been trolling. Like it might not have even been real, and everybody was upset about it. <laughs> Honestly, I hope it wasn't real. Because that's a lot of children to have and a lot of laundry to just now be <laughs> figuring out the difference. What yeah. did I call him in the DMs? Uh, Dork Matt Marr or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do we be Matt Marr or whatever? <laughs> There's three people who would even understand that joke, let alone think it was funny. <laughs> Anyways, very good. Thank you for the update. That was great. You're welcome. C plus, right? B B minus. B minus. <laughs> okay. So we don't have any housekeeping for this episode. So next we have a special segment for your birthday. Okay. Called Matthew. Did you know? Or Matthew? Did you know? <laughs> I'm not going to sing it every time. Actually, I did because the angel told me. (laughs) Okay, so you are a history buff. Do you know, just because you were homeschooled and what else were you going to get interested in, I guess? I don't know. You just, you have a lot of historical knowledge. So we're going to play a game where I'm going to read you a weird history fact. And you're going to say if you knew it or not. (laughs) I'm probably not going to be great at this game because I, my history learning was self-directed. 
So I would just find like weird little currents of history and study that intensely and just leave okay. a lot of... Well, it's still fun to talk about these really weird things. Okay. So it's just an honor system. You could lie and say you did know, but it Becca, doesn't Becca matter. Is, Becca is going to roast me for Becca, this. Becca, this game is for you too. <laughs> we'll see who knew more. Okay. I tried to find as many as I could about U.S. presidents because, you know... You have your opinions on presidents. Yeah, I love them all. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Not a U.S. president, but a figure. U.S. figure. Benjamin Franklin had a theory that caused him to believe that nudity was good for you. To avoid getting sick, Franklin came up with something he called an air bath. He would open the windows of his house to increase air circulation and then sit in front of the window in the nude, presumably to get the full effects of the increased airflow. He also used to take outdoor baths where he would just walk around or spin around naked and use the air to clean himself. Did you know that? (laughs) I did not know all of that. What did you know (laughs) from that? The, the the weird fixation with air. Okay. Uh, I was familiar with that, but I did not know the full the full effect of that. Hey, uh, good news from Mrs. Franklin, though. <laughs> you know, there's nothing hotter than a man sitting in front of a window naked or twirling around in the backyard trying to clean himself with air. <laughs> they had soap, right? They had soap in that time. You soap, Ben. Come on. <laughs> What, what, what's it called? Aerologists? Um, not aerologists. Aryans? Definitely not, like not in the that race. either. No, but there's a there's like a school of thought that you can you can eat the air and you don't actually need to eat food. That sounds like a mental illness. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> sitting nude by the window. Mm. This guy's Hillsong material. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. So I'll take a partial L on that one. Okay. Okay, so Mozart, in addition to his many well-known masterpieces, also wrote a masterpiece called Lech Mich im Arch. Well, there's the bumper clip for the end of the episode. (laughs) Which translates to lick me in the ass or traditionally kiss my ass. Mozart. Did not. Did did you know that? that. I did not know that. (laughs) I mean, who was that for? Uh, Mrs. Mozart. Okay, so in my defense, I wasn't studying a lot of music history because I was too busy writing uh, clarinet ballads at that point. So I bet you didn't write anything called Le Camiche im Arch. Well, if I had, I guarantee you it would have been third day powerful. Definitely, definitely. Okay. 
Those are both kind of saucy. Here's a more boring one. But still about sauce, actually. Ketchup was sold in the 1830s as medicine. In 1834, it was sold as a cure for an upset stomach by an Ohio physician named John Cook. It wasn't popularized as a condiment until the late 19th century. Matthew, did you know? I did not. I knew that I knew that people used to think tomatoes were poisonous. And mm. Ben Franklin was the first person to put them on salads when people thought salads weren't good for you. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. So salads not being sitting, good for you. Ben Franklin nude sitting by the window eating tomatoes on a salad when people thought tomatoes were poisonous. Scandalous. In so many ways. Why did they think they were poisonous? I don't know. I mean, this was the time people were using leeches to... Yeah. To suck their blood out for some reason. Yep. Okay. I don't... How would you take ketchup as medicine? Just like a spoonful of ketchup? Just... I don't know. (laughs) Sounds awful. Yeah. Sounds like something only three-year-olds enjoy. (laughs) Where would ketchup rank under best tasting medicines? <laughs> we did medicines, didn't we? Matthew. Is that the callback? <laughs> yes. Okay, so listen. I took a like a Advil cold and sinus or something last week, and it had that super sugary coating, and I just immediately started laughing. Like, we actually mm. did a segment on medicine (laughs) at some point at some point you're just gonna have to at some point you will have to start editing all the episodes and then you will have episode amnesia too maybe maybe okay i have something about your favorite president abraham lincoln okay (laughs) did you know abraham lincoln was also a licensed bartender. In 1833, the 16th president opened up a bar called Barry and Lincoln with his friend William Barry in New Salem, Illinois. The shop was eventually closed when Barry, a raging alcoholic, consumed most of the shop's supply. (laughs) And then Lincoln murdered him. (laughs) Because that's what he was good at. Mm, Wow. Yes. <laughs> did you know that? I did not know that, no. Hmm. Okay. I'm sorry for my cough drop noises that you're going to hear when you're editing. <laughs> that everyone's going to hear <laughs> throughout the episode. <laughs> I'm struggling over here. No, it's fine. Okay. George Washington, the president, suffered from such severe hemorrhoids at one point that he had to travel lying down. Did you know that? That sounds familiar. I think I had heard that before. Yeah. Also, I clicked a little further through this one. He had a lot of physical ailments throughout his life. Like, how did he make it to... How long did he live? What, 1799 or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, and that was despite 
the uh, the medical help, <laughs> not because of it. <laughs> not a not great presidential care for for George Washington. We'll put it that way, <laughs> or anybody in that time period. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> this is true. Okay. Here we go. When Winston Churchill was visiting the White House during World War II, apparently Franklin Roosevelt walked in on him naked. I bet that was a sight. (laughs) Was he sitting by the window eating a salad? (laughs) No, I did not know that. I, uh... No, did not know that. Do you know anything? (laughs) (laughs) No, I I appreciate this game, though, of I'm going to take random facts and see if you know them. Like, okay, facts about what? Oh, just everything? (laughs) Anything from history. (laughs) No, I have a complicated relationship with Winston Churchill. I... I grew up thinking he was great, and mm-hmm. and then like when you start reading some of the other stuff about him, it's like, oh gosh, oh no, mm-hmm. like he he opposed the right people, but he also was kind of kind of kind of a, a homicidal maniac too. Oh. So, wow, you can hear more about that on Matthew and Becca's podcast, Homeschool History. <laughs> Becca, Becca, prep this for episode two of the homeschool of the uh, homeschool history podcast. We're doing Lincoln number one, then we got to do Churchill number two, mm. and then uh, Caligula number three. Hey, or we could do Caligula number two. Guess That's what? Fine. You can have that one. I have a fact about him. Oh gosh, Becca's gonna kill me. Did you know he made one of his favorite horses a senator? Yes, I did know that. Oh did. yay! We should end there. <laughs> What a weirdo! <laughs> I don't know anything about Caligula. Ooh, do we have the podcast for you then? I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm going to learn so much. If you guys can go ahead and get started on that, I'm going to use it for my kids' homeschool history curriculum next year. How far into an episode do you think you could make it? Um, I could make it. If you guys Which... stayed funny and engaging... Okay. You, so you'd probably make it further into that than you would me and Danny's sports card podcast. hundred percent. Right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Okay. I kept waiting. I kept waiting for the uh, the Summerton man to appear. What's that? Tell me. Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't want to know. It's fine. Yes, I do. Or the Shag Harbor, which is not a porn. It sounds like it. Uh <laughs> The Shag Harbor UFO incident. Those some of my just random, like, favorite, like, random historical. Well, see, I knew that, so I didn't pick them. No, I did. You know me too well. (laughs) Okay. All right. We're making our way through the WoW discography, or whatever it's called. Yeah. And unfortunately, I have again beaten you. How did that happen, Matthew? Well, it's a very small margin. It was like what one and a half percent. Yeah, I think it all goes back to the 
to the part where uh, people like you more than me. <laughs> I actually texted Danny that exact thing. <laughs> it's it's uh, said, yet again. I said, there's no reason I should be winning. I think we're just going to have to deal with the fact that people like me more. A lifetime of failing to develop interpersonal relationships coming back to bite me yet again. <laughs> okay, well, WoW 1998 is, I mean, it is chock full of some bangers. So I think we're going to have a difficult time here. I got to I gotta contrarian take. I know that shocks you. I think this is like one of the weakest ones. Okay. This is like one of the weakest lineups. It's uh, it's it's like the other ones. It's kind of top heavy. Hmm. But I don't know. Like it's just there's a lot of entries into this one where it was like, I like that artist, but that song, like that's maybe the song it's we're going because with? this is the time you were starting to get into secular music, and from your job at the grocery store, and you actually <sighs> had like comparisons at the time. So. I've- I've told you too much of my personal story. (laughs) (laughs) No, but you could be right. That could be it. I was was into the hard rock stylings of Collective Soul (laughs) as they played over the speakers. (laughs) I think that there's just several songs on this this one that are very... Okay, so 98, I would have been in 8th grade. So I was still pretty pretty into the ccm <laughs> i didn't have a job at a grocery store yet mm-hmm. uh yeah there's just there's several songs from this that are very iconic in my memory so and unlike the other previous two episodes i haven't chosen in advance which ones i'm gonna pick so you're getting, getting cocky now now I'm you're trying just to gonna... give you a, a leg up <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to trying to help you here okay can we talk about the uh the yes composition of the uh of the discs interesting how they put these together i think that they got heat for the way they put the other two together because this one is much more no this is just a guess this is not like the other ones where you have you know your normal popular people all within the first five songs. Yes, the first five songs are popular, but on the second album, you have Stephen Curtis Chapman, Point of Grace, Amy Grant. Like, you still have super popular people in the second. See, I disagree. I think at this point they were selling more to the youth market, and so that's, okay. why, they, that's why they front-loaded the bands onto the first disc. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, yeah. And maybe just just put some of the CCM anchors on the second disc, just so that it mm-hmm. wouldn't seem like uh, you lopsided. You but keep the old people there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, we went from leading with like Michael W. Smith and Amy Grant to leading with Jars of Clay, DC Talk, Cademan's Call. Right, right. To me, that feels like they're realizing that this is this is a youth thing now. Hmm. I don't know. Well, okay. I don't know whose turn it is to pick first. I think it's, it's, it's mine. It's my turn. <laughs> is it? It's your turn. 
it's your turn because you did 96 first. So let's see. Yeah, I think you picked. What did you pick first I last picked time? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I think you took. Now I oh, go I back. took Love Song for a Savior. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I've already blocked oh, yeah. that in my mind. Um, <laughs> all right, so I'm picking first, and you're picking second and third. Um, I'll keep track. Danny will okay. do the graphics <laughs> at Art of Danny on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> um, I don't know if there's like a clear number one here. Um, it's rough. I mean, love song for a savior. Like we, he, he, both of us were going to pick that one number one. This mm-hmm. one, not, not. I mean, I, I'm. I got to go missing person, Michael W. Smith. Okay. Okay. Number one. Should we? <laughs> I wanted to hear you talk about that song because I had some thoughts listening to it. Okay, do your thoughts first. I'm I'm looking it up to. Uh, I gotta fact check something about us. You you go first. Oh uh, well, it definitely sounded like sounded like Michael W. Smith was having a midlife crisis, right? A little or bit, ups- yes. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm getting old, and maybe I don't like who I am. <laughs> Let me think about when I was younger and how much better I was then. A crisis of faith, too, I think. Right? Yeah. I mean, I think this is, this is like right before he got the hair plugs. I think after he got the hair plugs, he was fine. So also an existential crisis, maybe. Yeah. I mean, let's talk, talk about these lyrics. Under a lavender moon, so many thoughts consume me. Who dimmed that glowing light that once burned so bright in me? Is this a radical phase? A problematical age? There's there's your there's your lyric right there. A problematical age. Mm-hmm. That keeps me running from all that I used to be. It's it's there, a, there's a lot in this song. It's uh it's it's is it his deepest song? Put it that way. It might it be. It is. It's pretty emo too yeah well he did have like the uh the frosted tips at this point of his career (laughs) were the frosted tips his his his, uh his cry for love i don't know (laughs) ask kendra the my heart evolved into a rock beating inside of me so i feel so I feel such a stoic ordeal. Where's that feeling that I don't feel? He was struggling. And he like made a super pop song about it. Yeah. He, he could have slowed this down quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, this could have been a ballad yeah, of some have, sort. This could have been his place in this world follow-up. Yes. 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 I agree. Because it's basically the same sort of uh, like emotional thread from mm-hmm. place in this world to missing person, uh, but yeah, gee, he brings it up tempo and, and turns it into uh, you know a hit single. 
It is really, it is a really up-tempo song for what's in the lyrics. But it's a good first pick. I don't know. Like, I can't even hardly make jokes about it because it, it, <laughs> it's, it just seems so deeply personal. It really does. Which, I mean, good for him. Oh, yeah. I've been searching for that missing person. Hmm. hmm. How does this hit you now that you're 40? <laughs> uh, just the, the realization that the missing person is going to stay missing. <laughs> <laughs> that guy. He's gone. No, here's, here's, the, here's the thing. At, at 40, you realize not only is that person gone, but that person, as I as I remember him, never really existed. <laughs> That's that's the harsh truth of thinking back of, you know, back when I was young and could do things and, you know, had the world in my hands. I never had the world in my hands, okay? I was never, <laughs> I was never popular. I was never, I never had a, t- <laughs> when I was young, I was broke and lonely. So, like, it's not like I could have done all of these things that I'm thinking I could have. Mm-hmm. I was just, I was doing the same thing at 22 that I'm doing at 40. I am just struggling to survive. <laughs> But maybe not quite as broke or lonely. You mean now? Yeah. Okay. I was like, dang. Right? <laughs> yes, you're correct. I thought you have a wonderful wife that. and family. <laughs> I'm trying I to help like you little... out. I'm trying to help you out here, Matthew, for when Kendra listens to the episode. I thought that was like a low-key insult. I was like, no, it's better now. What are you talking about? Yeah, that's what I was saying. That's that's, that's what I was trying to get you to actually say. <laughs> okay, uh, communication, never been one of my strong points, so we can go ahead and move on. Okay. Wow. What do you pick for your number one and number two? This might be surprising, um, but I love this song so much. And that is Petra. We need Jesus. Oh, is my okay. number one wow. pick. I love that song. It's, it's so good. It's so good. It's just yes. And I really love that the lyrics of the of the song are not like when will we open up our eyes and realize that we need to repent of our sins immediately or we're going to hell it's like when we open up our eyes and realize that he loves us it's just like it's a great song so it really is i I love it i mean we talked last time about how petra was sort of like we we sort of missed petra Mm -hmm. not this song though (laughs) yeah this song's really good yeah it's got the the melody's great it's just it's great so, to me, like, when I hear Petra, there's something about, no, I don't mean it's ugly, but there's something about John Schlitt's voice where, like, as soon as you hear it, you, you just know that it's from a different era. Mm. Because mm. nobody really sang that way, like, in our time or, mm-hmm. or since. But I think one of the great things about this is he brings in John Elefante to sing with him mm-hmm. on this song. And it kind of breaks it up a little bit. Like, you've got two lead singers, like, taking turns on the song. And it just—it's got a great effect to it, and it's—I agree, it's a great song. Like it's on my the, list and too. And I like the like the choral sound of it. You know, it sounds like there's tons of people singing with them, and mm-hmm. it's it's a good one. Yeah, 
I'm 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 a sucker for like double lead singers on songs. Yeah. I think it's a it's a great like you know counterpunch when you've mm-hmm. got two guys singing. Um, great pick. Well, Thank you. Is it a reach? Is it a little bit of a reach? I mean, was that still going to be on the board for you a couple rounds later? No. I, I mean, <laughs> I I want that one. Okay. You, I mean, you, you're still going to win regardless. So. Maybe not. I'm trying to go with the songs that I really like this time and not just what I think is going to win. I thought you were going to pull... Uh, uh, I thought you were going to pull Crystal Lewis there when you said you were going for... I mean, it's definitely... That's a good one, too. She's on my... She's in my... She's on my radar. Okay, but for my second one, I'm going Hope to Carry On. Ah, you took Kate it from me. Kaden's call. Uh-huh. What is it? It's definitely... Is this their earliest hit? I think it was their first one, yeah. Yeah, and I think it's even before 40 Acres. Mm-hmm. And... What a... I mean... Great song. Great video. I am a sucker for a group that has a female voice. So, Caitlin's Call, you know, when they got out... Because all the other groups in CCM, most of them, it was either all men or all women... And the mix is just super nice. Mm-hmm. So, love it. How good do you have to be to take a Rich Mullen song and improve it? <laughs> because this this is better than... I mean, not all Rich Mullen songs were great, but like this is like way better mm-hmm. Than, mm-hmm. than the original Rich Mullins version of it. Yes, I agree. In my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great. I... <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the video because remember like we talked in the other one about dc talk doing the video with larry norman and they're all just like gathered around him like like <laughs> nodding in slow motion like he's spilling some great wisdom it's, it's the exact same video that came was called did for this except it's rich <laughs> mullins and they're all gathered around rich mullins in a coffee shop and they're all like oh yeah yeah i need to look great. it up i can't ever remember seeing it um, and Rich Mullins uh, rolled in off the street for the video, Barefoot? wearing the same. Th- uh, I think he had flip flops, okay. jean shorts, and a white t-shirt. Yep, that sounds about right. And that's that's how Rich Mullins rolled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're We're, up. I am up. Okay. Um, All right. I mean, I'll take DC Talk off the board. Colored People. Great song. It is a good song. I listened to it trying to, like, listen to it. I don't like the title of the song. (laughs) I mean, I get it. Well, their original title was Two Honks and a Negro Part Two. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they really did call a track that. Yeah. That's, yeah, this is definitely... So, did this come off of Jesus Freak? Yeah, this was track two yeah. of Jesus Freak. Yeah. So you went, uh, Jesus Freak, you went title track, So Help Me God, Color uh-huh. People, and then straight into Jesus Freak. Let me just say one, two, three, punch wow. you in the face, line up on that CD. Um... Well, 
I mean, I'm really thankful that DC Talk wrote that song and solved racism <laughs> in the church. <laughs> such a such like a powerful '90s song of like we're going to we're going to tackle this weighty, multifaceted issue with a play on words, man. <laughs> Yes. Because aren't we all colored to some degree? <laughs> wow, different colors, man. <laughs> yes. <sighs> oh, well. A plus for earnestness. They were that? so earnest. Earnestness? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, they were so earnest. Like, they so really earnest. thought that this was going to fix everything, I guess. I don't know. Great pick. Okay. All right, so this is round three. Yes. We each have two songs. All right. What do you? Where are you going? Hmm. Uh, I'm gonna go with Jackie Velasquez. We can make a difference. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think this was her like break breakout song, right? No, her breakout song was. <laughs> it was so catchy. <laughs> uh, her breakout song was um, "If This World." If this world is a lonely place for you. Oh. Which I don't know why that one. I feel like that one was before this. Also I don't know. I, a great song. Yeah. But if that had been if that had been the track on here, I might have I might have picked that one second because that's a mm. great song. Oh yeah, yes. So, I love I love Jackie. I loved her music. I could sing it. She was in my range. Just yeah, great. And you know now we both are into the Chrysagas brothers. So <laughs> yeah, man. Hi, Jackie. Jackie, are you okay? I know. <laughs> Blink twice if you need help. <laughs> Jackie, Jackie, like you, I don't know how to like talk about this without being ugly, but it's like you're Jackie Velasquez and you're, you're, what happened? you're, well, she, she married a dude from a band that I can't even think of the name of, which tells you like, right tells you something and then they were really young like 21 and 20 mm. just try to imagine what that was like Can't. and uh <laughs> crazy and then i think they they got divorced shortly after that so okay so that definitely affected her reach in the christian yeah. circles yeah it, it was it's it, it seemed like a bad situation mm -hmm. i don't know the details but mm -hmm. i had seen a couple stories from around that time and it, it seemed like it was a bad okay bad situation um yeah jackie did you just tailor made for church specials like a lot of her songs oh yeah don't have to tell after, me twice after the rain or no not after uh, that's uh, aaron jeffrey flower in the rain oh yeah um all jokes aside the song i get on my knees that's a great song um if you had a, yeah, a cool that, church that first album this one <laughs> yep how about that outfit? That came back around. People wear that now. 
That's a that's a homeschool girl outfit right there. Spaghetti strap dress with a t shirt under it. Wow. Sixteen year old Matthew was I bet you were so uh, into that. Not allowed to have that poster on my wall. Or this one. That is like Oh yeah. That's (laughs) that's Rebecca St. James ish. (laughs) Oh, that was I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to these albums later today. I know you're shocked. (laughs) Not shocked at all. So, yeah, I, I get it. Like, she's she's fantastic. I just wish it had been a different, one of her different singles mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on this album. Yeah. So. Does she show up on WoW 99? Hmm, I can check right here. Let's see. I bet she does. She had Let's so many hits. She had so many hits off that first album. Yes, and the next one's a great one. That's one of my favorite Jackie songs. It's God So Love the World, yes. where she just sings John 3.16. That's so good. Um, yeah, that's a great one. We saw her at Night of Joy at Disney World, back when Disney mm-hmm. World used to have the Christian musicians come for two nights in September. Mm-hmm. She was one somebody that I saw at some point on the big castle stage. You know, if you made it there. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who do you have next? All right. So I'm, I'm stuck on this one. Okay. I don't. I love Jars of Clay. I just don't. That song. Like, why why lead why lead the entire it's well so package with that song? Mm-hmm. That's. I know. That's what I'm struggling with here because that they had a lot of great songs on that album, but mm-hmm. I mean, is that song gonna is that song gonna win me the contest? Like I don't, I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm gonna take. I just really like this song. I'm gonna take "Let Us Pray" by Stephen Curtis. Oh, Chapman. that's a good one. Not like one of his, you know, most popular songs, but just it's is... kind of like a sneaky sneaky little jam he had on this record also one of the songs we did in crossfire vocal ensemble I, yeah and i can still hear the alto parts in my head that were you know alto by itself sounds horrible <laughs> uh. I, 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 th- I think i said this before but i just i love this era of stephen curtis chapman like when he sort of stripped away a lot of the um like production bells and whistles mm. and just sort of went more organic mm-hmm. with like we're gonna um you know we're gonna add a little bit more guitar we're gonna take some of the synths mm-hmm. out and this is just gonna sound like a like a jam almost yeah the beginning of the song has a really distinct guitar part mm. it's a good one and he he always had like uh like a sort of diverse group of backup singers that would sing with him. Mm-hmm. But like for this album, he did all like the, the, or at least most of the backup himself. So it was, it just felt like a very personal album mm-hmm. of let, let me just take my acoustic guitar and go into the studio and, mm-hmm. you know, create something organic. That's not going to go out of style right. in two years. Yeah. And it does it it holds up really well. Like I still listen to these these songs. Me too. Not that we are the best measure of normalcy. <laughs> <laughs> do we talk, do you have any issue with his uh his lyrics? He's got some 
on this specific song? Yeah. So when we feel the spirit moving, prompting, prompting, prodding, and behooving. <laughs> it's a little bit of a reach. He's, he's like 20% less cute than he thinks he is. Oh, I mean, that goes for literally all of us, right? <laughs> There's, I there's was some... gonna say all men, but really, it's all of us. We all think we're a little bit cuter well, listen, than we actually are. Listen, <laughs> some of us aren't getting stopped by strangers in Target. But, so. <laughs> some of us don't actually get that feedback on a daily basis. <laughs> I, I mean, I think some some artists like they they're they're really married to the idea of rhyming the lyrics mm-hmm, when. Mm-hmm. Maybe every lyric doesn't need to rhyme exactly. Yeah. Behooving anyway. is, is quite a word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. We can move on. Ooh, I'm ready for my next one. All right. I'm going to go with More Than You Know. Ah, you took it from me. <laughs> I had him. I just saw it. Because, you know, I told you I didn't, like, highlight which ones that I wanted. And then I saw it. Like, oh, yeah, I remember now. I wanted this one. Out of Eden. Breaking out. In the CCM world. For a hot minute. But it was fun while it lasted. Uh, <laughs> so she said. Uh. Um. <laughs> I mean, not my favorite song from them, but... It's good. Is it, love, is it Lovely Day? It's not Lovely Day. Is it Show Me? I like Show Me. Mm. You have to look it up now. Yeah. I can't remember all of them. Show, show Me by Out of Eden was an absolute jam. Like, that should have been... I, I get why A Lovely Day was the lead single. Yeah. But, oh man, Show Me was even better. Was that on Love in the Day? No, yeah, that was, that was the first one. Okay, so... Okay. So did they... I guess they... I guess Love in the Day came out too early for the WoW. That came out in 94. But more Than You Know came out in 96, and it took them until 98 to realize they should put yeah, them on. Yeah, you know. They have the WoW CDs. It was about selling albums. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So fun. Mm, you're taking all my youth group crushes off the board. Well, Matthew. Yeah. <laughs> all I, right. I'm not, I'm not going to take Rebecca St. James because that's just not like one of her best songs. She's got, I listened to it last night and she's got a part in that song where she does that vocal thing where it's like a, I can't, I can't mimic it on the spot. <laughs> I was hoping you would try. <laughs> It's, how would you describe it though? Do you know what I'm talking about? I, no, I'm drawing a blank on this. Like I'm not sure the exact part. I can't do it. <laughs> I should like, have practiced you, it. Then I could do it. You're talking but about like I, when her, her voice breaks a little bit, but like kind of when females go f- into like a yeah, like from a sing to a talk sound. It it it's just. It's in there, and when you hear it, you're like, oh, okay, <laughs> you're doing this. 
Okay, but you're not picking her, so we should move on to who you're actually picking. <laughs> uh, this is just me whining about youth group crushes. <laughs> makes makes for fantastic content. Um, okay, so I've got uh, Michael W. Smith, DC Talk, Stephen Curtis Chapman. Uh, you took out of Eden off the board. I did. All right. I, I guess I'll just go Newsboys. I think that's a good choice for you, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> I like the song better than the one I picked last week. Really? Yeah. See, I like Take Me to, I like Take Me to Your Leader better than Reality. Okay. Um, my question is, and I don't know the answer to this, because I'd have to actually have one of the CDs, but this is the song that they censored it for Christian radio because it contained the lyrics, Shoveling Elephant Dung. <laughs> so I wonder if on the WoW 98 disc... It, that lyric was censored, and it was like the censored mm. version of the song. Mm. Newsboys. Yeah. Those crazy guys. <laughs> good song. I mean, good song, though. Um, yeah. Yep. Okay. Led to the Newsboys making a feature length movie where they played circus performers. <laughs> Right, because the first lyric is about like I need to I need to have like the lyrics for every single song when we're doing this. <laughs> yeah, like they 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 somehow spun this this one song into a full length movie. Yeah, where they rescued their uncle's circus. <laughs> it was it was it was surprisingly good for such a low budget thing. Was, <laughs> I appreciated it. Okay, what was that? Your fourth? Yeah, that's my fourth. Okay, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with people get ready. All right. Jesus is coming. It's just it was definitely. I mean, it's a, it's a fine song, but I feel like it was iconic for the era. And Crystal Lewis, she was not around long. She had she people wasn't. get ready. She had... Was The Lion and the Lamb ever a radio hit? Or was that just something my church featured in different ways? I, I don't I don't remember it being on the radio. <clears throat> okay. Uh, but she had quite a voice. So I'm surprised she didn't last longer unless that was her choice. She had like a, a nice... Uh, she had a different tone to her voice than a lot of other CCM singers. A lot of power. She was on that uh, Ashley Cleveland corner. <laughs> and she, you know, she had to write a song to, or I don't know, she wrote it. Oh, that reminds me. Somebody yelled at us about Rich Mullins writing Sing Your Praise to the Lord. Oh, yes. We were supposed to <laughs> talk about that on the. Okay. Anyways, what I was going to say about people get ready. Just riding the whole, you know, left behind everybody being obsessed with the rapture in that time period. So it was a perfect song to go with that. Yeah. Good call. Good call on that. We will, I'll dig that comment out about Rich Mullins. We'll read it on the next episode. Okay. Because we'll, I'm sure we'll be doing another wow at that point. Of course. Um. <laughs> Man, why do they like this out of the gray song? I like out of the gray, but this is not one of my. Mm -mm. This is what I mean. Like, I want to pick out of the gray, <laughs> but it's just not. 
It's not the song Still that got I that want. Carmen uh, James Bond <sighs> ripoff song. Tough, that's a tough. That's <laughs> a tough Carmen song. It literally sounds like the beginning of a James Bond movie. Yeah. Hmm. Like, did the video have shadows of naked women? <laughs> <laughs> it had shadows of women wearing the Jackie Velasquez outfit. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to I'm going to take "Man of God" by Audio Adrenaline. Okay, with my fifth pick. You got this some strong their... picks here, Matthew. I'm I'm feeling like this is. <laughs> I appreciate the charity. <laughs> this is your time, <laughs> which will show up on Wow 2002. Okay, sorry. <laughs> What an excellent poll. <laughs> yeah, this was their, uh, they were in their Gin Blossom stage when mm-hmm. they were trying to sound like the Gin Blossoms mm-hmm. in this one. Uh, I guess it was like a trend in Christian music at this point, too, because they, they had, like, their first couple albums were a lot of effects and a lot of production uh, elements to it, but then they sort of stripped everything down and used live drums mm-hmm. for, for the Bloom album. Uh, what a youth group staple, though. Man <laughs> of God, like this is a like a youth group. Like they play this one. Like if you if your youth group didn't have a like a youth group band that would come up and play during like the final part of the message, like <laughs> they would play like a soft CCM song over the uh, like over the the stereo system. Yes, and this is the kind of song that they would play. Get like your, as, the, as the youth pastor was like really just driving it home. Get those emotions rumbling. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> oh. Sometimes I'm a man of God. Sometimes. Some. Sometimes I'm okay. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I'll, I'll take Rebecca St. James since you won't. Uh. I think it's a good song. Uh, I mean, she only had a few, right? So, Ooh. right? I mean, she kind of dropped out, right? After she, you know, listen, she was she was very busy uh, waiting on her darling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she didn't want to miss him. Um. Just the what she does with her voice in these verses. It's it's a lot. Not just what I was talking about before, but the whole the whole melody of this these verses in the song. She has a, a sense I don't mean this like the way it sounds, but she has a like a sensuality yeah, to her voice. For sure. Like it's just very I don't mean it to sound sexualized, but like it's just very passionate. Mm-hmm. Like in a like in a very uh, help me out here. What am I trying to say? <laughs> uh, I don't know. What are you trying to say? I mean, I think that's it. Like, just passionate and, and sensual, but not necessarily sexual. Right. Which is, uh, you know, that can come through in songs. Yeah. Like, Sorry, um, I was trying to get to the part where she had that. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like what the male comp for this would be of um, like the male CCM comp. 
There is none. But okay. sometimes, like, well, maybe. I mean, Mac Powell shows out in in his songs. I know that's your dream boy, Mac Powell. But, uh... Anytime any male singer adds, like, a, a breath or a little extra... That like that's what I think of as sensual. Okay, so it's it's right in front of us. It's DC Talk. It's Kevin Max and Michael Tate showing out <laughs> showing out vocally. Maybe, yeah. All I can think and, of right now is Bono. It's not strictly oh, CCM, gosh. but he does that a lot in songs. He adds those okay. breaths and sighs, and you know. But okay, we each have. One more. So you're up. Last pick. Am I up already? Okay, so I've got Michael W. Smith, Stephen Curtis Chapman, um, DC Talk, Newsboys, Audio Adrenaline. So am I prepared to leave Jars of Clay or For Him on the board? Jars <laughs> of Clay, number one song on the on the first disc, and we're just kind of skipping over that. I know, we really are. Uh, it's like, I love those guys, I love that album, but like that's... Uh, <laughs> is, that, is, is that the song that's going to push me over the top? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm between Jars of Clay, uh, For Him, and Third Day. But even that Third Day song, like that's not mm-hmm. one of their... You know, it's not Thief. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Thief ever made it onto a WoW album. It a little just, bit of a buzzkill. It just made it deep into our hearts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this man? Uh, let's let's take for him off the board. Dang it! Let's just let's I just really go wanted full, that one for my last go, pick. Let's just go full biblical manhood here. That's what she said. Um, so I'm going man of God straight to measure of a man. Which, if you are a teenage boy, is the best title for a song. <laughs> well, it, it's got the the lyric, um, the measure of man is not how tall you stand. My question, is it... <laughs> Are you sure about that? <laughs> Are we sure about that? <laughs> it's, I, man, I, I do love For Him. You got a little, uh, I, I feel like you and I are just the, like the co-presidents of the For Him fan club. <laughs> I I we are. <laughs> nobody else cares. <laughs> We're just breaking down every For Him song on this series. <laughs> and everybody's like, wait, what? Who? Okay. Which album was this on? Uh, are we still on the ride? Uh, let me see. I think we moved off the ride, and this one was the one that had... I don't know. Now I'm confused. Okay, I'm going to look da- it up. I'm sitting doubting myself. <laughs> the Message? The Message, yes. That's what it yes. was. Yes. Another great song. <laughs> <laughs> so the... Uh, Measure of a Man. It's one of my favorite kind of For Him songs. It's, it's where we get uh, Angry Andy. <laughs> Where he's just kind of snarling a little bit. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah. <laughs> he's he's he was like the smallest guy in the group, but he had like that that short guy bulldog energy. Where he was like, "All right, let me tell you about what it takes to be a man." 
<laughs> and they also like kind of do the thing like they're kind of like secretly they had like some secret jock energy to them because sometimes in their songs you would hear them kind of like throw a little bit of shade at the nerds <laughs> <laughs> or people who cared about climate change <laughs> yes <laughs> What was it that Andy said in the song? It was like, they're going to back it up with scientific charts. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look up the lyrics and make sure I got it right. But, uh... <laughs> yeah, just a little bit of, uh, a little bit of shade. Um... Alright, I got the lyrics coming. <laughs> <laughs> they can do this their works. best to rate you and they'll place yeah. you on the charts and then back it up with scientific smarts this world can analyze and size you up and throw you on the scales they can iq you and run you through their rigorous details it's a great song every everybody needs this message right <laughs> not just men yeah <laughs> so like i wonder who they thought their target audience was because i, I kind of feel like their their target audience trended more female mm-hmm. a little bit maybe i don't know because i don't know like I, were men like really lining up to hear a vocal band like i know some were but when did promise keepers break onto the scene <laughs> this song is perfect for promise keepers it, it really it really is it really is <laughs> i mean i love for him but like at a certain point i felt like especially like the younger guys were going to sort of break away into more yes you know, guitar driven songs yeah so i don't know i mean vo- dc talk was a vocal band they, they, right they didn't play very many instruments yeah anyway enough of me Okay, I really don't know what I want for my last pick. <sighs> okay, I'm just gonna go point of grace. <laughs> okay, it's it's not a great song. It's a nice song. It's a play at the end of camp, and. Just be so thankful that God brought you together with your friends for this amazing week and you're never gonna you're never gonna grow apart and you're always gonna be this close forever. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what this song is. <sighs> I will not lose this circle of friends. <laughs> until, like right as, until the right church as... splits. <laughs> Jeez, Casey. <laughs> I was I was just saying this was like right about the time that the Point of Grace was actually sort of like breaking up and putting new members in, so it was sort of They didn't did they do that? I well, thought they like, just dropped one. I thought there were like two that eventually dropped out. I don't know. I don't know either. Maybe it was like a cathartic even though we <laughs> Sound like I'm rid of that that bitch. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's so bad. Maybe it was like, maybe it wasn't that process, you know. 
No, they they still had life, love, and other mysteries after this. I don't... Other mysteries, including the Summerton Man <laughs> and the Shag Harbor UFO incident. And why did Caligula... No, life, love, and other mysteries was not there. Okay, that was before this. This came from... Wait, hold on. I can't. Circle of Friends was on Life, Love, and Other Mysteries. How about that album cover? Do you remember it? Is that the one where they're... That's not... Oh, yeah, that's white. So they moved from denim to white. Yeah, yeah. And their hair is just so... I remember being fascinated by their hair. Because really all you can see is their heads and their feet. Because they're in white against white. Wow so good they still had they still had a few years left in them after that because they had was this was the bleached out album cover influenced by twyla paris's bleached out album cover <laughs> like oh you you want to you want to do this well, look what we you got <laughs> we'll show her <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I bet Gary Chapman's sneaking back on to the back end of the WoW albums as if it were a Hooters photo shoot. <laughs> oh. Uh, that joke means nothing to anyone listening. <laughs> I'm not even going to explain it. Whatever. Uh, Just Google it. Yeah. Gary Chapman Hooters. <laughs> 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 okay. This is a strange. Hooters is a strange thing in Christian culture because you've got some people who, like, it's genuinely not a big deal, mm-hmm. and then other people act like it's a strip club. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just there's very little in between of, like, it's it's just a visceral reaction sometimes because I've known Christians who can go in there and, and like it's fine, it's no big deal, and then others it's like you've lost your salvation if you go into a Hooters. <laughs> Well, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I've ever been in a Hooters. Uh, no. Is the food good? Uh, Probably not. I don't know. I, I mean, I've never actually been in there. <laughs> it shocks you. <laughs> it does not. Isn't, aren't you going out to eat with your dad today? I think that's where you guys should go. <laughs> I'll, well, I'll take him in there and live tweet it. Oh, my. Don't do that. That would be mean. I can I can tell you I can show you what it would I can tell you exactly what happened if I took my mom into a Hooters she would be commenting on everything yeah of Matthew Matthew don't you look at her titties hanging out the fact that you assign the word titties to any time your mom refers to breasts is something is that what she says also this is a this is a deep southern dialect We'll also go with Tilly's. Oh. Don't, Matthew, don't you look at her Tilly's hanging out. (laughs) And uh, my dad, if I took him into Hooters, would just totally ignore everything (laughs) and focus on the food. Maybe looking at his menu. Yeah, it's pretty good, pretty good, pretty good, pretty good wings I got in here. (laughs) It's not bad. You know, I mean, 
that's that's just average. It's good. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna stuff any in my pockets and take them home with me, but you know, it's... <laughs> okay, Dad. <laughs> oh, Actually, he let's see. He would say, "Well, you know, I mean, it's it's, it's you know, it's it's nothing to write home about, but." <laughs> Dear mom, today I went to Hooters. <laughs> oh, okay, real quick, we've wrapped up now. Night, wow, ninety-eight. We probably got what two more in us before we have <laughs> maybe only one more before we've worn we'll it out. We'll see how it goes. Uh, we'll see how it goes. I have a couple, Until I win one, <laughs> yeah. I have a couple of girl talk questions, and I wanted to let the people know we're going to do them next episode so one of them i forgot for last episode so i definitely wanted to mention it so that those will be on the on the next step along with wow 99 and who and if is, you who is the, who is going to be the champ <laughs> okay so two two quick announcements number one uh go to the twitter feed we'll put the poll up on the twitter feed for you to vote on the wow Yes. 98 showdown so vote on twitter number two if you have girl talk questions for yes. casey and you would like them <laughs> i saved it i got it yes fsbtkc at gmail.com yeah last yes. episode i was like thinking through it after and i was like we definitely once again did not give the email address <laughs> why are we the way that we are <laughs> professional podcasters so send your send your girl talk questions to casey she's the only one that sees them yeah and, and like the next one i'm going to answer is about somebody sent one about books and then another one's about um dads talking about being tired and how that makes you feel and so it's it can be the widest range and yeah it's fun and if you don't want her to use your name, she yeah, will let name. me know, you just and I be won't. totally anonymous. Yeah, give yourself a good nickname like Slacker Dad did, <laughs> or Tilly's. <laughs> no, please, I'm not. There's actually a store called Tilly's. Really? Yeah. Now that you say that, it's like a surf, surf slash skate store. You guys don't okay. have it. I don't think I would be heading into a store named Tilly's. <laughs> I just now realized that. I don't think I've ever been in there either, because surprise, that's not my demographic. Leck mich im Arch.